welcome to Horror Movie Talks special, The Haunting of Hill House After Show. On a normal episode, we usually review and discuss one horror film in detail for this series of ten or more episodes. We will be having an opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of The Haunting of Hill House. Your expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. With no further ado, The Haunting of Hill House After Show with Horror Movie Talk. Wow, what getting in there? This is one of my this is one of my mo, the most memorable episodes. Yeah, this is like the iconic episode. Other than episode six, this is the one that you really remember. So I should I should preface this a little bit. This gives me chills, which is a bad thing because I just got a vasectomy <laughs> and I'm recovering from it. And chills evidently makes my balls ache. Now, uh, should we close the windows? It's kind of chilly. Um, yeah, we can. I think we should let it air out a little bit more. We just had a guest in here, okay. so maybe All right. get that COVID air you know, clear. <laughs> so we've got a great show today. Uh, just so you know how we handle these episodes, we start out by giving a real brief synopsis in this episode, um, and then get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the episode. Today, we're going to be talking about episode three, which is titled Touch. Yeah. So that's a sexy title, man. Mm. The sexiest of all the titles, for, for the sure. sexiest character. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> that's really misogynistic of you. I mean, is she not the sexiest character? Uh, oh, I'm just supposed to act like the one that makes themselves the most sexy and is shown, like, in bars trying to elicit sex is not the sexiest one? I mean, it's just it's just a lot of shade that you're throwing that. I mean, you can't uh, you can't know her mind or her intentions. She was born that way. It's I'm not, like Jessica Rabbit. I can't help the way I am. I was just drawn this. I'm way. not saying it's not appearances. It's actions. Oh, you keep saying the word sexy. That's appearances. No, it's a whole attitude. Uh, sexy is an attitude now. Right. Uh, yeah. You can be extremely good looking. And not be sexy. I mean, it's hard for me, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) You pull it off. You pull off not being sexy. Um, Anyways, don't get me down a road and make me sound misogynistic (laughs) before I'm actually misogynistic. (laughs) Let me be misogynistic Oh, you're right. You're right, David. Luke was the sexiest character. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. He's pretty good looking. In this episode, we're given Theodora's backstory. Her friends call her Theo. And are shown how keenly perceptive she is as a therapist as she helps a young girl being haunted by Mr. Smiley. Oof. Oh, man. This, man. Oh, man. Just all the parts of this episode are so disturbing and well done and such a twist. It's such a knife in your back uh, yeah. at the end of this thing. Right. Ooh. So with with that, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into spoilers. Get into spoilers. Here's a here's our intro to spoilers that some people are going to complain about. Spoilers. Okay, so let's talk about this episode so there's a couple things that are super iconic about this number one is the dumbwaiter luke going down and seeing the zombie in the dumbwaiter oh my god which is like the best scare in the whole series i'm in so i'm gonna be in so much pain throughout this episode because of all the chills (laughs) yeah uh that single 
almost single-handedly sticks out in my mind as one of the most well-done, dreadful experiences of any horror movie or show I've ever seen, ever. Right. Ever. That is so effective. Yeah. I. It's unbelievable. First of all, first of all, these kids are so well cast. Right. And they act so perfectly. And this little kid is the cutest. He is. The little Luke with his big glasses and his super honest. Like, I don't even think he knows he's acting. I think he's just kind of a little dumb and happens to be in this show because of how good he is oh, at right. playing this, this cute little innocent kid. And he's got kind of like the um, post-nasal drip, so he's like, oh, yeah. Hi. So we went down to the basement and it's just so adorable. It's like, you know that scene? One of my favorite episodes in Simpsons is Lisa the Vegetarian and they go to the, mm-hmm. the petting zoo is the intro Yeah, and they see the, the sheep and they're like, oh, and then, and they then see a the cuter, sheep. smaller sheep walks in front of it and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah. and then the tiniest, tiniest little baby sheep comes and they're like, oh, and then the first sheep walks in front of them and they're like, out of the way, you. Yeah, I was impressed with you before I saw these other two yeah. cuter sheep. So that's like, if you saw like uh, Sixth Sense Haley Joel Osment, you'd be like, oh, what a adorable little moppet <laughs> and then you'd see like jonathan lipnicki next and you'd be like oh Aww. he's adorable and then you see the kid that plays luke and be like oh my god he's so cute yeah and he's such a good actor and uh, i mean the whole thing about this is is just flawless right. it's it's Okay, so he gets in the dumbwaiter. His sister comes in to get like a bite to eat or something to drink from the kitchen well past bedtime. And Uh she like discovers him in this dumbwaiter. Of course, this is what any little boy who finds a dumbwaiter would do. He'd be like, I'm going. It's Uh time to ride in the elevator for tiny children. Right. And then he gets berated by the housekeeper for, for being in there. And then later they... I guess that's before the scene. Yeah, yeah. But but by the way, just 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 while we're touching on that, the way this family treats their housekeeper with such disdain really <laughs> irks me. It's like, listen, you dumb bitch. You don't need to. T- you don't need to talk to him that way. And it's like you could have just said it. You don't have to like. And and it's it's like if I had somebody who was being paid to like to. to tolerate being in my house and helping me with things right i would be so nice to them yeah i mean it show, it's kind of this mixed message because they're portrayed as like this um middle class up and coming like yeah. scrabbling for you know to improve their position in life but the kids act like spoiled rich brats when it comes to these yeah. <laughs> like the groundskeeper and interactions the like, with the help yeah yeah and um which they, I assume they've never had before. They like, came this with is the a house. Brand new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like they came with the house. You like, know, it's like this is part of the purchase. You get these two people. Listen, lady, you work for me, and I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, it's nighttime. He's in this dumb waiter. He gets his sister Theo, uh, who this episode is about. This is little Luke, the youngest, uh, one of the twins, and he gets her to push the button but basically because he can't push it himself because the guard needs to be down and he wants to go up well it it's so great because it goes down by accident and she's like i i try i try where, where are you going and he and you can feel the dread as he descends you're just like oh 
no. Where's he going? And you get down there, and it's fucking dark. Right. And he's got a flashlight that, of course, doesn't work that well. Oh. And then, okay, so first of all, my balls are way up inside my body at this point. Uh-huh. I'm upset. Sorry if I talk about my balls a lot. They're all I can think about because of the pain in my lower abdomen uh-huh. right now, which is dull. Yeah. It's not. It's just not sharp. For, for people that aren't regular uh, podcast pod, listeners, uh, David just had a vasectomy, and so he's, he's feeling it. I'm feeling a little bit. Um, anyway, so the, 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 everything about this is a super effective. You're, you're bought in with the little kid. He's super cute. He's doing the thing that little kids would do. A bad thing has happened to him, and now, oh, shit. In the corner, you see that hand yeah, just go just, plop. Just, just a hand. Just a minute. Just a tiny second you see this hand go and you it's it's so short that you're like what was that did i (laughs) something moved but i didn't get a good eye on it's like in signs before they like completely spoil it by showing the whole alien just like little glimpses of yes movement yeah it's just a it's just a little movement and you're not and it's not it's not uh they don't the the frame doesn't sit on it long enough for you to even really fully comprehend what you saw you just get a a feeling Mm -hmm. oof and then man that thing comes crawling at him and it's like oh oh he's trapped it's gonna eat him alive oh it's so spooky yeah that's bad see it's kind of a bummer because aaron she kind of noped out of watching this with me Mm -hmm. like she didn't Mm -hmm. she just like when i sat down to watch these next yeah if there was an episode to nope out of it's this one yeah she doesn't even get a chance It's, it's just disappointing not having someone that will sit and watch horror movies with you. Yeah. I mean, it's equally as disappointing to have someone who will, but then falls asleep within a minute and a half of it starting. Yeah, I wouldn't care about that. I well, mean, maybe I would. You would. Yeah, yeah I it, would. It's just this thing where you come to expect a certain thing that disappoints you, and then it does. Right. <laughs> so um, in the present day, it shows Theo in her professional life, which is kind of interesting. It, it fills out her character because before this, she's very one-dimensional. Yeah. L- literally, her story up to this point is she went to a bar, found a, a fuck buddy um, to have a one-night stand with. I guess that's not a fuck buddy, is it? I don't know how the kids talk about sex nowadays. Yeah. Um, Somebody to, to have sex with she, at a club. She brings someone to have to perform coitus with her um, in lesbian lovemaking. And that's it. Yeah, that's all we get. And she like her. basically like looks at after it's done. She looks at her watch and is like, "You gotta go. Are you ready to get out of here?" Um, and so she's like into you know, you know, promiscuous stuff. That's all. That's the only thing that we know about her up yeah. to this point. Um, that and she's like living with Shirley. Um, she's you know close with Shirley's family um, and her kids love her. Yeah. You know, and she wears gloves. That's pretty much all we know about her up to this point. Yeah. Like as a rule, she wears gloves. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, like whenever I see gloves, like real nice gloves, doesn't it make you want to go out and buy some gloves? And uh, then you wear them and you're like, no, I don't want no, not this. Re- yeah. No, not that's pretty really. much every accessory ever for me. It's like, wow, look at those sunglasses. I should wear sunglasses. And I get sunglasses and I never wear them. You don't wear sunglasses? No. I mean, I wear sunglasses to keep the sun out of my eyes. Yeah, I forget to take them. And then, like, when I wear wear them, it's, like, more inconvenient because, like, I can't see out the sides or, like, the glare 
I don't know. Maybe you need. Yeah, there. you need to get like you need to get like go to Costco and get like twenty five dollar pair of polarized sunglasses. No, I get polarized sunglasses. I'm telling you, it's just I can't get the right fit. Or if like I get the right fit, it's like the Oakleys, and then they're like sucked into my head like a like a suction cup, and then it just immediately fogs up uh, the lens. I don't know. It's just not a thing yeah. for me. So like that, or like gloves, or. Watches, just, man. Watches do that to me. I'm like, I need a watch. And then I'm like, why would I need a watch? Right. Exactly. I don't need a watch. Yeah, I got to get that Apple thought. watch so I never wear it. Right. And uh, anyway, so she is showing... The closest thing to an accessory that I can do is a belt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really more out of necessity. Right. What's the... Uh, there's the... Um, oh, what's his name? Who's that comedian? Real riveting stuff. It'll come to me. Oh, yeah. So it's a Mitch Hedberg um, bit where he's like, so you put on a belt to hold up the pants, but the pants are hold- holding up the belt. So who's the real hero in this situation? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. You can't, you, got- you can't have a belt without pants. Yeah, you got a real catch-22 inseam. Yeah, I mean, like... Really, when you think about it, belt. What's isn't that belts kind of a scam? Like for me, I just have to pull them up constantly, anyways. Like it's not really holding up the pants very well. Cinch those things down, and a Uh, lot of people will, you know, depending on your build. I, uh, you know, I would prefer to wear uh, suspenders. Suspenders, yeah. Yeah, suspenders is like got to be low key. The we're we're off on a tangent. Yeah, Let's yeah. talk about this episode. We people people complain about us talking about ourselves on these things. So. Um, so it shows Theo in her professional life this time. She's a therapist yeah. and a very good one from from all appearances, and you know partially because she has superpowers. But <laughs> she's talking to this little girl, and yeah, she is the only one who really has superpowers, isn't she? Um, I mean, it's kind of mentioned that Nell kind of is sensitive. Um, yeah, but but but, but not Theo is extent. like clairvoyant, right? Almost Theo is like this is almost an homage to Stephen King. Like it's very Dead Zone slash The Shining, like her her superpowers. Yeah, with, and um, yeah. Anyway, it's a touch based kind of like I right. can, I now I know you kind right of thing. So she's talking with this little girl, and this little girl is like kind of tormented by this person called mr smiley right and she's scared of him and he comes at her at night or something and she's like drawing pictures where mr smiley is in the window and that he lives under the house or something like that yeah lives in the basement and um i can't remember does she see a patient before her that kind of shows like how she was able to touch them and kind of figure out what was going on i mean there's a few allusions throughout the yes throughout the series throughout the previous two episodes that give you an idea that oh theo touches and and then you know there's also a flashback earlier in this episode where we learn that you know if she touches somebody that's too much for her it's like there's like an overload thing happening where where she's so anyway she touches this little girl and and is getting basically nothing from her right and um, and then it hops back and forth between the past and and the present as these episodes are wont to do. 
and it shows her talking with her mom and her mom is perceiving that that uh theo has you know some uh ability to intuit um the past through touch and we're shown after the dumbwaiter incident that you know luke is down in the basement and it's a basement that no one knew was there and actually they don't believe them that it's there which seems like a pretty verifiable thing like take the dumbwaiter up and if there's a hole underneath it there's the basement yeah or just yeah, exactly. Take it up or down, really. Like, just make it do something. Do anything with the dumbwaiter, and you'll verify that there's a basement underneath. Because they're not just going to dig a well. It goes for 14 feet down for no reason. Yeah. So she figures out by pacing the room where like an entrance would be, because Luke tells her where the ladder he saw was. And she looks and finds this this hatch in the floor underneath some giant machine and with balls of steel goes down there right little kid right Oof. she goes down and discovers like a, a bootlegging operation and she like finds a, a box with like all the information in it she basically says like this is this is important you know right. this means something and her mom looks in it and is like oh well this is the books for this bootlegging operation how did you know that and um she figures that you know theo is pretty intuitive and she mentions that nell kind of has a little bit you know she or shirley you know says weird things in her in her sleep but she doesn't really know what's going on um but theo really gets it at which point theo touches her mom's hand which is weird you would assume this would happen at some point before right but now in particular she sees her mom's um kind of corpse staring staring back at her with like some kind of mangled face which is obviously disturbing to a little girl (laughs) to anybody and and then later it shows her mom giving her the her iconic gloves to where now she can touch her mom without seeing horrific visions of her death which is nice yeah the other thing about uh about theo is she's always she's always feels cold this house is always cold right and that's kind of an allusion to uh, spoilers for future episodes i mean this is a really really haunted house and uh and people who say you know you know if you've watched any of those ghost hunting shows you know that a drop in temperature indicates the presence of the paranormal yeah so um so she's basically sensitive to to not only things and people but also ghosts um you know, because she, she, like with the the little box that had the uh, you know the the information about the about the alcohol, the bootlegging thing, but also the the box with the bottle of wine in it, and, right. and she found like wine bottles in the wall, right? So she's yeah, you have a note written here. She's like rogue, but for people, <laughs> but for ghosts, yeah, rogue from X Men, yeah. Like there's a couple things that she that she remind me of. Number one is like Steve, kind of Stephen King concepts. Oh yeah, afterlife. very shining. Yeah. And then like very much the character of Rogue yeah. having gloves to protect others, herself and others. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Uh, I mean, speaking of cold, Theo's character is, seems pretty chilly in her personality. Yeah, just like really distant, and it's the gloves are really kind of a formative thing for her to where it shows her maintaining distance right between people and herself and towards the end of the episode there's hints that she's opening up you know yeah 
I mean, this is a person that we've all met before, you know, real guarded people who, I mean, geez, it seems like they're just half of all people are this way, you know, real guarded and, and closed right. off intentionally because, um, because something terrifying has happened to right. them or sad or something like that. So, but she's also like really independent because it shows in the episode where Steven offers everyone like a cut of yeah. royalties for his book. That's going to be a huge hit. Yeah. And surely, you know, like a speaks for everyone. like a big sister, like we're not taking your blood money, right? Everyone else. Yeah. And Nell's like, hey, yeah, and it's blood money, right? Blood money. Right. And everyone's like, uh-huh, blood money. No blood money for us. No sirree, Bob. See you later, Shirley. Shirley exits room. Everybody else kind of like, okay, so Steven, some of that blood money? Blood money? Yeah. <laughs> so later we're shown that Theo, you know, takes the the payoff yeah. <laughs> uh, smartly. Who would not do that? Here. Here, take some free money from me. Like, okay. I feel real conflicted, but thank you. Uh, the, well, would I mean, be my reaction. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, it's, but you're profiting off of our mother's tragic and terrifying death and uh -huh. our sadness. Uh huh. Yes, and you can too. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to get something positive out of this whole thing? Right. So it's, it's not like he killed your mom. He just is writing about it so other people know. Right. Do you think the Do you think the prophets in the Bible were like, "Don't write about Jesus's death because that's going to produce blood money"? <laughs> like, no, we got to talk about it so that everybody knows this guy hung up on a cross for your sins. So, and then it later shows Theo, like, accepting the money and getting the check, and, and he's like, so, what you gonna do? Like, go drink it and fuck and get drugs and stuff? She's like, no, I'm gonna get my PhD. So, I mean, she's a she's probably one of the most interesting characters in the whole show. Yeah. she's very... Attractive. Enigmatic. <laughs> she's sexy. Uh, she's, you know, distant, but very warm and empathetic. <sighs> um, it's She's a real... Uh, she can dance the night away. She can dance the night away. Shows her dancing to Paula Abdul in the past. <laughs> Cold-hearted snake. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing that I... A big spoiler, like a serious spoiler, is... Um, do you remember the importance of her dancing to Paula Abdul? At yeah, all? because the, the uh, that's her, her in the, d dancing as a little kid, too. Right. And then as an adult. No, no, okay. that's not what I'm referring okay. to. Go ahead. When she's dancing in the past to Paula Abdul, that's her like safe place where she's she's alone and mm. uh, having the time of her life. And then like someone's knocking on the door yeah. and disturbing her. And later, like if you, I mean, this is not spoilers because this is a what five year old series at two, this point. Two year old. Um, later, we find out that that's her in the red room or behind the red door. Do you remember that? That's her? She's inside the room. Boy, I don't remember that. So before this point, we see the red door and they can't get inside, right. right? Yeah. But at the end of the series, we find out that everyone in the family has gone in that room and oh. it's like their safe space and it's different for everyone. For her, it's like her own private dance studio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and the people trying to get in are the the other people in in the house in the house yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's right so 
Um, I just remembered that, and I don't know if I'll remember everyone else's. I know there's one that were where it's a library, but it's like a different. It looks different for everyone. Mm. It's like their yeah their place. That's right. Um. So as Theo goes through this episode, she's kind of bothered by this Mister Smiley mystery. She's like, "What's going on here?" And she even sees him in her dreams she she like has a nightmare where this mr smiley guy appears at her bed or something yeah because she has touched the child yeah with whom mr smiley is associated and then it shows her going to the foster home um where this little girl was staying and just saying hey i just kind of wanted to check out like i had this kind of a just want to see look at your basement because she mentioned something in the basement and uh just want to try out a theory or whatever so she goes down into the basement and this is like this is kind of a disturbing scene too this is ultimate disturbing yeah yeah because she goes down and she's also so well done for a number for a number of reasons yeah and she's going she takes off her gloves and she's kind of like touching stuff stuff as she's walking by and her hand grazes the couch and she's like "Eh." whoa and she turns around she lays down on the couch. Has a full vision. Has, like, a full, like, horrifying experience where she's obviously, like, experiencing the feeling of being raped. Yeah. And um, she looks up and sees in, like, the wood knots and... And this is... In the in the timber above her that there's a face, Yeah, you know. This is such a little kid thing that right. I think everybody can relate to. Laying down, looking at the ceiling, seeing faces in the textures above you. Yeah. That's that's the ultimate. I think everybody does that universally. Right. So Theo puts two and two together and realizes that this foster father is raping this little girl and she's like compartmentalizing it and, and uh, like processing it in this certain way of being haunted by it. And she confirms it by touching the or shaking hands with the father and like looking him dead in the eye and is like, mm-hmm. You monster. Dude. And then she goes out and calls CPS and he he crumbles. They take him in. I can't I cannot fathom the person who can do that to somebody else. I to some little kid. It's shocking. In such a perverse, it's, like, horrible it's way to me. horrifying. I mean, you look at a little kid, they're so innocent, and they're so, like, vulnerable. I can't imagine what it would take to look at a sweet little kid and be like, I, mean, I, can, I can use that. That's so, I mean... It's the, the the other thing about that is like when you break it down, like when we're talking about this and you break this down, um, it's astonishing society's ability to show restraint in treating these fucking monstrous people. Right. Like, the, like a dude raped little girls or boys or whatever. And we're just going to, I don't know, but we're not going to like, I don't take them apart limb by limb. We're not going to like push bamboo up under his fingernails. Right. Like, uh, the whole thing is just fucking wacky to me. Like, it's just hard to, this is such insane 
material and it's handled so well by the show and it makes you think all this weird that's sh- like the true horror like the, oh the, the things that you're reminded of like this stuff actually happens this is real life shit there's real serial killers not just real life real, shit like rapists yeah pretty pretty common yeah pretty common it's like oh, okay they they could be related to you like directly did uh did anybody ever ever in your family ever come up touch you up no no me neither no just myself yeah lots I yeah. abuse myself so much. I was a monster to yeah. me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice pivot. Uh, yeah, if you're interested in hearing us talk about masturbation for about 40 minutes, and you should join, become... join our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's handled real well. Um, she figures that out. Um, and then kind of the ep- end of the episode, the inevitable kind of happens where Theo um, goes into the mortuary uh, to Nell and she takes off her gloves and touches Nell to see like basically what happened to her. Or, yeah. like, what's the what's the story Let's here? Get the inside scoop on sis. I don't think we're shown anything, but she just screams. Yeah. In agony. Yeah. It's... And uh, it's disturbing enough. Just that. Um. I've written down Hill House the night of it shows it flashes back to there, but I don't think it shows anything in particular. Yeah, I, I, I it's been a, a day or two since I watched this, um, but uh, but yeah, it that's pretty much where it ends. Yeah, I think most episodes kind of end on something happening, them leaving Hill House. Yeah, it's all it's all tied back to this this the penultimate night or not the penultimate the ultimate night of yeah. uh, of their mother's. You know, seeming whatever we don't Death. don't know exactly what has happened. Well, we know yet. she died. Mm, we can insinuate kind of, but we're not sure. You know, it's something horrific has happened, and it evol- involves the mother. Right. Um, my only question about this episode and the logic behind this superpower is: is it just hands? She's got gloves on her hands, but like. <laughs> If it's skin contact, I mean, like, is she having like a out of body experience every time she fucks? Any or like, it's a good question. Grazes against someone's arm. Wow, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. How horrifying would that be if you see like the people's deepest, darkest like secrets or their untimely death anytime you touch them? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's it's one of these things where it's like. Eventually, it would become normal, you know. Right. We, once once something happens enough, you're like, oh yeah, you just start just start rattling shit off to people like uh-huh. like Orpheus and the Venture Brothers. He's like, two year, two and a half years aneurysm. You're gonna be on the toilet. Bye. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay, well, that was wow. What did you just tell me my death and how it was gonna happen? Bye. Anyway, man, wouldn't that be nice to know you're going to have an aneurysm? Just I don't like, because there's it's it's one of those things you can't do anything about, can you? Sure, you can live with a healthy a, life with advance notice. Yeah, you can live a healthy I mean, life. There's healthy people that have aneurysms. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, let's say your family's prone to aneurysms. Sure, take them blood thinners all the time. Mm, yeah, I guess I guess you got a point there. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Sorry, right. that you want to call is that is that the episode? I think that's it. 
So, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Join us on uh, our next episode of the Haunting of Hill House After Show with Horror Movie Talk. You guys can check us out at our website. That's HorrorMovieTalk.com. From there, we have links to all of our social media platforms. You can follow us on there. We have a fabulous Facebook group of kind, inviting people who just want to talk about horror movies and shows all the time. So check us out over there. We do post new episodes every single Wednesday of our normal show, so make sure to subscribe and listen to us on Wednesdays. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468, and if you want to really support the show, go to Patreon um, at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk and, and uh, listen to us talk about masturbation for like a whole app episode of the Afterpod. The After, ha- Afterpod is a whole other podcast separate from... From this after show on our regular podcast where we just leave the mics running and shoot the shit. Available exclusively on Patreon. Um, if you like the show or if you know someone that likes Hill House or horror movies, please share the podcast with a friend. Um, we also want to plug our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He helps us out with every episode of the regular show. You can find him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And, uh, and big, big thanks to Maxwell.r.allen on Instagram for our intro music. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.